Thursday Night Hoops inside the Atlantic Union Bank Center. We're getting ready for James Madison and Georgia Southern. I'm Corey Spector, now joined by James Madison head coach Sean O'Regan. Well, Coach, we'll, uh, we'll pick up right where we left off in the last game against Georgia State. You were just gushing with pride about Kiki Jefferson, whether it was on our postgame show, whether it was in your postgame press conference. She's 13 points away from passing Jasmine Gwathme for ninth all-time in career points here at James Madison. When you think about those two, I want you to do a little Venn diagram for me. What makes them similar? What makes them different? Uh, very, very different. Um, very different and similar all in one. So I should say that. So um, I, I, Jazz was um, I, an unbelievable um, uh, project, and I hope she doesn't mind me saying that. Um, but, you know, her first couple of years, um, it's almost like we beat her up a little bit. Um, now, don't and don't anybody take that the wrong way. Um, but she just, she was just so skinny. Um, and, you know, one of the things I respect about Jazz the most is uh, her freshman year, she came and she was a part of a big class, Toy Jiggets, Crystal Ross, Bria Jones, and um, a cherry a day. Um, um, and she, she was, I think that's all of them. Um, but she was a part of a, a big class and we had a pretty good team and, and Kenny, Kenny Brooks brought her in and said, hey, I think you should redshirt. And I'm, I'm sure it's worse eight years later, wherever we are later. But for a kid at, at 18 to really trust their head coach like that and do it, um, I think was responsible for what made her um, ultimately reach, reach the peak of the mountain. Um, so, so she redshirted her freshman year, her, her redshirt freshman and redshirt sophomore year. It was, it was um, you know, it was, it was a lot. It, and she had been, she got stronger, she hit the weight room. But you're talking about Jazz Guathme, a three-time three-time tournament MVP. And that is a category that Kiki hasn't even played in three tournaments. Um, <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's pretty crazy, really. Um, but but no, that that's not a feat anybody can really accomplish other than Elena Deladon. And so um, for me, Jazz is, is legendary with that status. And, um, you know, her redshirt senior year was when she really erupted. Her, her redshirt junior year, she only averaged nine a game, and her redshirt senior year, she was 21. So, um, you know, she deserved everything she got. She worked really hard. She trusted Coach Brooks. She trusted our staff um, and had a, a really good year and, and won a lot, won three championships. And so um, that's where I think um, that's where she falls, right, is, is like what, what a talented player, trustworthy player. So Kiki has a lot of those same qualities but totally different career paths. Um, and not Kiki's fault, right? Um, <laughs> a, co- a COVID, a COVID conference tournament cancellation, and a, and a moving to the Sun Belt tournament cancellation. So she's played in one tournament, uh, played pretty well. But um, you know, it, very, very different in a lot of ways. But you know, the the common theme for me is they both work really hard. They both come with joy, um, and they both love basketball. And um, and I do think both trusted their coaches in in, in part of their journey. So um, kind of a weird milestone for me. Um, with fresh names, Kiki passing fresh names versus, you know, even Shana Price I went to school with, but it's still a, it's an older name. It's not a, Jazz, Jazz feels like Jazz was here three years ago. So um, just different for me. Going back to Kiki for a moment, you know, you said after the game on Saturday, she's probably going to leave the arena today and be pretty disappointed with her performance. 18, 7, and 6. I know she shot 4 of 12 from the field. How did she take that game after our comments the other day? Yeah, first thing she said was, I missed I miss free throws down the stretch. I said, yes, you did. Um, but there is no down the stretch if, if you don't play the way you play. Um, and so if, um, if she had done it her whole career, if she had done it games in a row, I'd be concerned. I'm not. 
Um, she's been ice. She's been ice every time down the stretch, and and more of when we even needed it. Um, that game we got away with it because you know we had a little bit of a buffer. But um, yeah, she she's critical, um, critical in a good way, and she just wants to be better. She's chasing greatness, and um, that doesn't that doesn't come from me. That comes from her, and that comes from within. And that that self motivation is um, something you can't put a price tag on. We'll step outside the court for just a moment here. Earlier this week, it was announced that next season. James Madison's going to be a part of a, a tournament down in Cancun. You've been there before. You've played in Mexico several times. How did this come into fruition? And I'm, I imagine you're very excited about this for the exposure of this program. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Um, you know, we, we've gotten away from it for several reasons, right? Mainly the COVID and, and, and that sort of thing. But uh, we were going to do it this year um, and just pushed it back a year for, for several reasons. But um, I, I love how that tournament's run. I love how it's set up. Um, it's an all-inclusive resort and the games are played inside the resort. And so, um, you know, I'm a junkie and you're there with not only at your tournament, but there's another tournament going on um, with, with UMass and some other teams. And it's, I love live basketball. And I think um, the times I've gone, you know, um, I've gone once as a head coach. I think we went three times when I was an assistant. And, you know, Kenny and I would sit in the gym all day in the beautiful Mexican weather and be watching, you know, Stanford play Northeastern, right. Or, or whoever, you know, that was the first time I saw South Dakota state and, and watching them live and the little things they, they carry with them is, uh, is pretty cool. So, uh, I'm pumped. We get two good matchups. Michigan state is obviously a big 10 team. Um, and I believe the only big 10 team I've ever faced is, is, uh, Rutgers. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Montana state, which is, you know, is going to be like a sneaky good matchup on the second day. So, uh, I'm pumped about it. It's a really cool venue if fans do want to come. Um, you know, one year there was there was a men's tournament finishing and a women's tournament starting at Wichita State, and they must have had 500, 600 people. It was a really cool atmosphere. So um, it's a great event. Triple Crown Sports is a, is a, is a, is a really um, well-run organization. They run the postseason and preseason WNIT. So um, really good organization we go way back with. And so um, I'm really excited to announce it. Um, and obviously we'll be excited to go there for Thanksgiving next year. Does your bathing suit from last time still fit? Uh, you won't catch me in a bathing suit too often, but uh, I, will, I will continue our Thanksgiving football tradition. We'll just play it on the beach instead of uh, with a winter hat on. What position in football are you playing? Anything. Yeah, all of it. Pick up football, QB, wide receiver, you know, anything, trick play, you know, what they call it, wildcat, you name mm. it. You name it. Utility man. And <laughs> Coach Sean O'Regan with us ahead of James Madison in Georgia Southern tonight. All right, let's talk about the game. You know, I've been to a lot of practices. I try to come before every single game. And you've played a lot of good players this year. Maya Berkman of Liberty, Deja Kelly of North Carolina, Tessa Brugler of St. Joe's. I have not heard you talk about a player as much as you have this week with Taryn Ward. What makes her such a challenge? Yeah, I hope I hope it's getting through. Um, she's dangerous, man. She she's um, I mean, how how many kids can you play a year that are capable of scoring forty points, right? So um, they're out there, but um, not not many. Um, even Maya Berkman, that, that, I don't think Maya Berkman's scoring forty points. I don't think Tessa Brugler is Italia Brugler. Sorry, I always mix up the sisters. <laughs> um, is capable of scoring forty points. Um, you know, there, there's there's good players. Even Michaela Dickens at ODU comes to mind. She's not scoring 40 points. Like, so this kid has done that in a game. Um, I've seen her on film um, a ton, and she's she's that three-way player. She she has unlimited range and confidence from three. Um, she she can drive it either way. She can pull up. She can get to the rim. She can post up. So if you want to add a, another one, you can say four-way scorer. Um, 
and just I got a lot of respect for. And I think for us, um, really the last three games, the way we, we played and the way our strategy was, um, was more of allowing the three-point shot. Or I wouldn't say allowing, but if we're picking a poison, no one's getting to the rim on us, and we'll, we'll give you a couple threes. And, and, you know, Emily Carver can thank me later for her player of the week honor. We got her, we got her going nicely. Um, but, you know, for, for me, this is a very different team. They, they have three kids, three guards that start that shoot 40% from three. That's unique. And, um, you know, for me, Taryn Ward starts it, um, but all of them that we had to really um, we had to really shift the ship a little bit um, to make sure we're, we're, we're recognizing getting out on shooters. I mean, they shoot, they make the most threes in the league, and they, they have the highest uh, three-point field goal percentage in the league. So, um, you know, you build habits over time, right? Southern Miss was not a, a big-time three-point shooting team. App State, we picked our poison. And Georgia State, again, same thing. And, and they hit six, but they only averaged 3.8 a game. So this team's averaging almost eight threes a game. And so if I don't get that message across to them um, now, you know, you could find yourself – you know, on the wrong side of a, a very, very quick run. Um, and so we're, we're certainly trying to prevent that. But to me, it's, I, if I was a fan, this is one of the games I would want to go to. The Georgia State game, you know, not as much. I know that first quarter does not represent as well, but this is a, this is a run and gun, wild, wild west type of game. Um, so if you're looking for points and, and maybe, maybe some chicken nuggets, I hope, yeah. um, that the pace of this game is going to be much faster than it was on, on Saturday. So Ward averages 19 a game. Then nobody else averages double figures, but they have seven players who average anywhere between six and a half points and 10 points per game. In a situation like that with your team, how do you approach scouting? Because I'm sure you don't want to put too much into your players' heads, but you have to be aware of all the players you're going to go against. No, we, we do them all. Every, anybody that's playing, uh, we talk about um, and what their tendencies are. And, and we have a little code that we use, um, shooter, non-shooter, but, but it's a shorter, obviously, term for that. Um, but yeah, you know, especially your starting five and your heavier minutes. The the thing with Georgia Southern is, other than Taryn Ward, they've really split their minutes up very, very, um, very evenly, and so that's that's why your points per game are a lot like that. Now Taryn plays, you know, I think it's uh, it's almost twenty seven, twenty six, twenty seven. Um, but you, you look at the kids in the starting lineup. I mean, they're right around twenty. Um, and so it's just a, it's a different scout, um, and that's okay. But we really have to understand, you know, one through twelve with this game, right? We we our, our very next game, which I have no idea. I don't I don't study ahead. But there's going to be a team that plays seven people. That's not this team. So um, I, you know, I'm on them today about focus because it, it's going to require a little bit more focus than usual. Um, you know, Southern Miss, where we're playing everybody basically as a non-shooter, that requires less focus, right? Because you're not you're not trying to determine who your guard and where you're supposed to be this there there is some determination and, and we call it KYP which is know your personnel and that's something that's going to be really important in this game but but Taryn leads them and and that's why if we can make everything hard for Taryn um, I think it, it trickles down and you're going to have to have some other people step up which is possible but um, you know it's the same thing as everybody I'm sure is talking about Kiki if you make Kiki work you got to have people like Steph Odekirk step up and whatever, and, and um, that, that's that's kind of the the risk I think most teams take when, when doing a scout. Should be a fun one today, Coach. Appreciate your time. I hope so. I hope so. Thanks, Corey. Georgia Southern and James Madison coming up at the top of the hour. You're listening to JMU Women's Basketball on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network.